Srinavadweep Mandal Parikarama lecture given by His Holiness Jaya Patakaswami Maharaj on February 28, 10 most basic principles of Krishna consciousness. There is evidence regarding these devotional principles cited by Rupa Goswami. He states, residing in a sacred place, in the Padma Purana it is stated, quote, the one who has given up his material sense enjoyment and has accepted the principles of devotional service, the opulence of Vishnu Loka, the kingdom of God, is awaiting. In the same Padma Purana it is said, also said, that for a person who has lived in Dwarka for six months, for one month, or even for one fortnight, there is awaiting elevation to the Vaikuntha Lokas and all the prophets of Sarupya Mukti, the privilege of having the same four-handed bodily features as Narayana. In the Brahma Purana it is said, the transcendental significance of Purushottama Shetra, which is the 80 square mile field of Lord Jagannath, cannot be properly described. Even with any gods from higher planetary systems see the inhabitants of this Jagannath Puri as having exactly the same features of body as are possessed by one in Vaikuntha. That is, the demigods see the inhabitants of Jagannath Puri as being four-handed. When there was a meeting of great sages in Naya Sharanya, Sutra Goswami was reciting Srimad Bhagavatam, and the importance of the Ganges was stated as follows. The waters of the Ganges are always carrying the flavor of Tulasi, offered at the lotus feet of Sri Krishna. And as such, the waters of the Ganges are ever flowing, spreading the glories of Lord Krishna. Wherever the waters of the Ganges are flowing, all will be sanctified both externally and internally. So these are some general quotations from various scriptures about the Holy Dham. We'll go into this first to discuss general points about sacred places, and then we'll get directly into the significance of what is Navadvip Dham. Navadvip Dham is called Gupta Vrindavan, hidden Vrindavan. Therefore, we'll discuss that later. Whenever it says Vrindavan, I, of course, not different from Vrindavan, but there's some special characteristics. So here, residing in the dam, some special points are given. One who has given up his material sense enjoyment and has accepted the principles of devotional service. In other words, it's important that when we're in the dam, we are especially in devotional service. Someone who comes to the dam with the understanding of serving Krishna gets the full benefit of being in the dam. 
This age, there are so many benefits by chanting Hare Krishna, of which, of course, devotional service is the most important than love of Krishna. So similarly, one can get spiritual upliftment simply by residing in the sacred place of Krishna's pastime. This is further explained. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has recommended that everyone chant the Hare Krishna mantra just to cleanse the dust from the heart. If the dust of the heart is cleansed away, then one can actually understand the importance of the holy name. Under the guidance of a spiritual master, the disciple is trained simultaneously to render service and at the same time to chant the Hare Krishna mantra. As soon as one develops his spontaneous service attitude, he can immediately understand the nature, the transcendental nature of the holy names of the Maha Mantra. In the Padma Purana, there is a statement about the importance of living at holy places like Mathura or Dwaraka. It is stated there, to travel to different places of pilgrimages means to attain emancipation from material bondage. This emancipation, however, is not the highest perfectional stage. After attaining this liberated stage, one has to become engaged in the devotional service to the Lord. After attainment of the Brahma-Bhuta, liberated stage, one can further advance to engagement in devotional service. So this attainment of transcendental loving devotional service to the Lord is the goal of life. And it can be achieved very easily for one who lives in Mathura Mangala, even for a few seconds. It is further said, Who is that person who will not agree to worship the land of Mathura? Mathura can deliver all the desires and ambitions of the fruitive workers and the salvationists. Who desires to become one with the Supreme Brahman? Certainly Mathura will deliver the desires of the devotees who simply desire to be engaged in the devotional service of the Lord. In the Vedic literatures it is also stated, how wonderful it is to reside, that simply by residing, rather, in Mathura, even for one day, one can achieve a transcendental loving attitude toward the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This land of Mathura, it must be more glorious than by Kunta Dhamma, the Kingdom of God. So Prabhupada explains that Rupa Goswami has stated that five kinds of devotional activities, namely residing in Mathura, worshipping the deity of the Lord, reciting Srimad Bhagavatam, serving a devotee, and chanting the Hare Krishna mantra are so potent that a small attachment for any one of these five items can arouse devotional service, even in a neophyte. In other words, one from a neophyte platform can become situated in spontaneous devotional service very easily by attachment to any one of these the first of which is mentioned, residing in a sacred place, residing in Mathura, Vrindavan. And later on again, he explains that regarding Mathura Mandala, I remember the Lord standing by the banks of the Jamuna River, so beautiful amidst the Kadamba trees, where many birds are chirping in the garden. And these impressions are always giving me transcendental realization of beauty and bliss. This feeling about Mathura Mangala and Vrindavana by Rupa Goswami can actually be felt even by non-devotees. The places in the 84th square mile district of Mathura are so beautifully situated on the banks of the river Jamuna. Anyone who goes there will never want to return to this material world. 
These statements by Rupa Goswami are factually realized descriptions of Mathura and Vrindavana. All these qualities prove that Mathura and Vrindavana are situated transcendentally. Otherwise, there is no possibility of invoking our transcendental sentiments in these places. Such transcendental feelings are aroused immediately and without fail after one arrives in Mathura or Vrindavana. Character of one in ecstatic love. Ninth, nine qualities are given. Always anxious to utilize his time in devotional service of the Lord. He does not like to be idle. He wants service always, 24 hours a day without deviation. He is always reserved in perseverance. He is always detached from all material attraction. He does not long for any material respect in return for his activity. Five, he is always certain that Krishna will bestow his mercy upon him. Six, he is always very eager to serve the Lord faithfully. Seven, he is very much attached to chanting of the holy names of the Lord. Eight, he is always eager to describe the transcendental qualities of the Lord. And nine, he is very pleased to live in a place where the Lord's pastimes are performed. Mathura, Vrindavan, Dwarka, Mayapur. In the book Padyavali, by Rupa Goswami, there is the following statement about Vrindavan. In this place, the son of Maharaj Nanda used to live with his father, who was king of all cowherd men. In this place, Lord Krishna broke the cart in which the Sakatasur demon was concealed. At this place, Damodar, who can cut the knot of our material existence, was tied up by his mother Yasoda. A pure devotee of Lord Krishna resides in the district of Mathura, Vrindavana, and visits all the places where Krishna's pastimes are performed. At these sacred places, Krishna displayed his childhood activities with the cowherd boys and Mother Yasoda. The system of circumambulating all these places is still current among devotees of Lord Krishna, and those coming to Mathura and Vrindavan always feel transcendental pleasure. Actually, if someone goes to Vrindavan, he will immediately feel separation from Krishna, who performed such nice activities when he was present there. In other words, this is one of the glories of the Dham. When we go to the Holy Dham, we feel separation from the Lord. Person, some just like we heard someone ask the question that sometimes devotees are doing their devotional service, they're getting up every morning, taking their cold bath, chanting their rounds, going to Mangal Arati, listening to their class, but still they're not getting a taste. Someone asked that question in class two days ago. This is a problem. Still we have to do because it's our duty. So we go on doing. But sometimes devotees, they're not getting that much taste. How to get that special taste for devotional service? Where we actually be careful. Where we feel that transcendental bliss in our heart. So one of the ways is by serving Krishna in the holy dham, in the sacred place. Then we start to feel separation. We Here we go and circumambulate. We call that prikram. Prikram means circumambulation of the dham. Just like we circumambulate the deity, we can also circumambulate the sacred place. Going around and seeing all the places of Krishna's pastimes, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes. By hearing about those pastimes, by being there, something in the heart sometimes might stir. And how wonderful we feel. Wouldn't be wonderful to see Lord Chaitanya, to see Lord Nityananda, to see Advaita, Gadadha, Shiva. Here they were doing kirtan. Here they were dancing. Here they were absorbed in this transcendental pastime. And we get a little desire, a little separation. How wonderful it would have been 
How, just to hear about it is so wonderful. And that is worth more than Vaikuntha Loka, more than anything. If we feel even a little bit of spontaneous desire to know, to, to be with Krishna, to serve Krishna, that separation. So this is a little boost that we have special. That's not a little boost, it's a very big boost. It actually can give us a, a window into a whole realm of devotional service that uh, otherwise may take a long time to develop. Prabhupada also mentioned in the nectar of instruction regarding the Holy Dham. Translation. The essence of all advice is that one should utilize one's full time, 24 hours a day. In nicely chanting and remembering the Lord's divine name, transcendental form, quality, and eternal pastime, thereby gradually engaging one's tongue and mind. In this way, one should reside in Raja, the low Vrindavana, Dham, and serve Krishna under the guidance of devotees. One should follow in the footsteps of the Lord's beloved devotees who are deeply attached to his devotional service. Therefore, Prabhupada explains, in the transcendental realm of Raja, Raja Dham, one should serve the Supreme Lord Sri Krishna with a feeling similar to that of his associates. And one should place himself under the direct guidance of a particular associate of Krishna and should follow in his footsteps. This method is applicable both in the stage of sadhana, spiritual practices executed while in the stage of bondage, and in the stage of sadhya, God-realization, when one is a siddha purusha, or perfectly spiritual soul. So, even one may be a sadha, he may be conditioned soul, serving in devotional service, Still, by serving in the Holy Dham, considering ourselves the servant of the servant of the servant of devotees of Krishna, or following in the footsteps of the particular devotee, this way we can develop very nicely in our devotional service. Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasri Thakras commented as follows upon this verse, Prabhupada's quote, One who has not yet developed interest in Krishna consciousness should give up all material motives and train his mind by following the progressive regulative principles, namely chanting and remembering Krishna in his name, form, quality, pastime, and so forth. In this way, after developing a taste for such things, one should try to live in Vrindavan and pass his time constantly, remembering Krishna's name, fame, pastimes, and qualities under the direction and protection of an expert devotee. This is the sum and substance of all instruction regarding the cultivation of devotional service. Thus, living in the Dham, Again and again is glorified in the Shastra. It's a very advanced stage. Very great mercy to be able to live in the Dham. Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he wrote many things about the Dham. There's a collection of his works here, known as the Bhaktivinoda Mani Vaiva, excerpts from his different writings. It's written in a way that question and answer. One question was, what is the difference between Vrindavan, Rajadam, and Gordam, Navadvip Mayapur? He replies, Navadvip, Raja, Golok are all the same absolute truth 
the same spiritual truth. But they have manifested in different forms. Navadip Mandal, Raja Mandal, and Galog are one undivided truth. Only the difference in the taste of the loving relationships and how these uh, unlimited ecstasies are manifested show a difference between these different sacred abodes. Galok, Raja, Sweta, Dwi, Krishna, Jatakrame, Kiki, Lila. What's the difference in the pastimes between Galok, Raja, Sweta, Dwi? Sweta, Dwi, you see here in the material world, we see Vrindavan and Mayapur, Rajadam and Gormandam. These are the different places. But in the spiritual world, there's Galok, Galok Vrindavan. Galok Vrindavan, one part of Galok Vrindavan, which is non different from Navadip, is known as Swetadweep. It's not the same Swetadweep that Kirudaksha Vishnu resides. This is Swetadweep in Galok. He's asking what's the difference in the pastimes between these. The Bhaktivinoda you know, Thakur explains the Galok, Vrindavan, and Swetadweep. These three are all the highest place in the spiritual world. Galok is where Krishna manifests. His pastime in Dwaraka with the queen. Vrindavan is that part of Galok where Krishna has his pastime with the gopis. And Swaytadvi is special, that Vrindavan Leela, special <coughs> chapter. Galok, Vrindavan, Swaytadvi, there's no difference spiritually between these. Navadvi is in the material world, just like Vrindavan is Vajradam here in the material world is the same as Galok Vrindavan. So, in reality, Svetadvi and Vrindavan is not different. So, you heard a little bit in these different translations from the nectar of devotion, how, like for instance, Purushottam Kshetra Puri has 80 square miles, or how Vrindavan also has 84 miles, or kroshes. 84 krosh means 168 miles in circumferior, 168 miles in circumference. Someone can translate that to kilometers. 1.6 kilometers per mile. So, <coughs> what did you know Tapa explains? That you can understand, I don't know if you can all see this uh, diagram here of the lotus, or should I raise it up on a higher plane? Can you see it? Anyone cannot see it? Raise your hand. Okay. What about putting it here on this swing? Here. Vishwaku. Bring it. Hold it over there. Or, or just hold it. Just hold it up right there. Then maybe one. And now everyone can see it? This is supposed to be an eight-petal lotus. The center with eight petals. Now, around this lotus, this lotus signifies Navadvi, nine islands. Around it, there's a greater area. The greater area is like Vajra, excuse me, Gormandal Bhumi. In Vrindavan, it's a similar situation, but there, here instead of, there they have 12 forests. But here in Mayapur, we have nine islands. Like that, a little different. Nine islands signify, are also corresponding with the nine practices of devotional service. And each island, a particular practice of devotional service, hearing, chanting, remembering, 
श्रावणम कीर्तनम स्मरणम बंदरम पाद सेवनम सूर्यरा आचरम नाइन प्रैक्टिसेस ऑफ डिवोशनल सर्विस श्रावणम कीर्तनम स्मरणम बंदरम पाद सेवनम दास्योरे सूर्यना सकीजना आत्मनी देनम दिस नाइन प्रैक्टिसेस ऑफ डिवोशनल सर्विस starting from hearing and chanting ending ending with atma nivedan or complete surrender each has a correlation with the nine with islands of navadvip so first before we go to test navadvip in a minute first i want to explain around navadvip navadvip is 10 miles in diameter that means 16 kilometers in diameter in the center around that 168 miles in circumference is Gormandal Bhumi, but that is not exactly. Sometimes when they go a little further, depending on just like Advaita Acharya or some great soul is born in that the border might not exactly be accurate, but more or less it's 168 miles in circumference. That's the calculation, but not exactly material. Spiritually unlimited. So anyone who lives in the Navadvipam, they are considered to have. It's not different from living in Vrindavan. Anyone living outside of Navadvip, but in Gorabandal, are considered like living in Mathura or in Brajadam. So they're seen with four hands, and those seen in Navadvip, the Navadvip Dambasis, Mayapur Nivasis, they're having spiritual form with two hands. So that's the, the a little bit in the focus. Now. Bhakti Vinodhava explains that you see, just like Krishna in Vrindavan, he has his pastimes, Rasila with the gopis and other pastimes. That's considered Madhurya. That's Madhurya Dham, the place where Krishna's transcendental, nectarian pastimes, loving pastimes, were manifested. And in Jagannath Puri, with a big temple and big rats and like Dwarka. It's called the Aishwarya, opulent, 60-56 offerings a day, big opulent worship. That's Aishwarya, or opulent abode. And Navadip is known as Adhurya. Adhurya means Adhurya the place of mercy. Here's where the Lord came just to just to bring everyone into His pastime. Even Krishna. He was open to bring many devotees in his pastimes, but he required that his devotees had to completely surrender to him. Sarva dharman paritya jamaamya kang sadanam baja aham dham sarva pape jo mukhesha amimaasucha. Abandon all other processes of religion. Simply surrender unto me. Then you will come to me. I'll protect you. There's no, don't be afraid of any reaction. So. Krishna wanted everyone should surrender unto him, but there were some maybe they couldn't surrender, so they didn't get delivered. They didn't get a pure love for Krishna at that time. Even Vidura was shy to go to Krishna. Uddhava could go, many could go, but many were shy. Even Krishna was present. They didn't get so much personal association always. So Krishna was attainable, but you have to have that pure devotion. The Lord Chaitanya Nityananda, their mood. Even a person, Papi, Papi, Jato Chilo Hari Nam Thari Lo, Tar Sakhi Jagai Manani. 
that simply by chanting Hare Krishna, simply by serving in the Navadip Dham, one can easily get love for Krishna. That love for Krishna which is very difficult to get even in Vrindavan. One can easily get it. Of course, one can also get in Vrindavan. But Vrindavan, any offense you do a thousand times. Any spiritual activity you do a thousand times. But in Navadip, it's so merciful. Offenses are not considered generally. Rather, one comes here, you get forgiven for your offenses. And by doing devotional service, you get so many times more of these things. So, Bhakti Dinotapa explains. Navadipe Gaura Chandra Vaila Udai Navadipa Sarvatita Abhatam Sahai Annatita Paradhi Dandera Bhajan Navadipe Aparada Sadai Rimajan Tarsaki Jadai Madai Duibai Aparada Kori Pailo Chaitanya Nidai Navadip is where Lord Chaitanya appears. Navadip is Amongst all of the sacred places, the topmost position, in any other sacred place, if someone commits an offense, he gets smashed, he gets, he gets a very, uh, he gets punished like anything. But in Navadi, you get forgiven, even if you commit an offense. The proof of that, the Jagai Madai, the two brothers, they committed offense. Still, they got the mercy of Lord Chaitanya and Nityananda. So, this is a special, one of the aspects of Navadhi Dham. Let me tell you now something about the nine islands. We have some more here in Navadhi Dham. He explains, Glory to Navadhi Dham, King of all the Holy Dham. Glory to the sacred residents of Navadhi, who are eternal, all eternal associates. Of Lord Sri Chaitanya. Of all the incarnations of the Supreme Lord Chaitanya, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's incarnation is the most confidential and mysterious. Yet nonetheless, as he is the Lord of my life, I know his glory. Now in the revealed scriptures there are many references to the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the glories of Navadikam. But Maya Devi, they lose the energy of the Lord, kept the evidence of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Navadikam which are found in the above Vedic literatures, as well as authorized Vedic literatures, yet to be discovered. What did you know, Thakwa said there are other scriptures that will be discovered, just like what Vishamiya found, Brahma Samhita. There are other scriptures which will reveal more about Navadipdhan and the teachings. They discovered some them through the doubt to our researchers, to our Koda, microfilming, the books everywhere. They'll find some new chapter according to what did you know, the idea is that when Lord Goranga had completed his confidential pastime, Krishna came down incognito. He came down as his devotee. And everyone knew that Krishna is coming. What will be the what will be the surprise? He'll be disturbed. Just like if it's broadcasted here, they go up and down the road by microphone. Today, Prime Minister of India is coming in disguise secretly to Mayapur. Right? Everyone will watch. The road will be lined with people watching. Where is he coming? Looking, you see. It was a question of secret. If all the Shastras said openly, Krishna is going to come as a devotee, 
And every one of them, you see, then everyone and anyone will be all looking and uh, disturbed. So it was there in the Vedas. But by, and actually Bhakti Dino Thakur has two books. One is called Navadik Mahatyam, Parikram Khand, and one is called Navadik Mahatyam, Param Khand. That means one is about the circumambulation, and other is only the references to the Vedas about Navadik. There are so many references about Navadik Khand. But somehow all these things got covered up from the vision of the Pandit until after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu left. This was the point. If they did, wasn't covered up from their vision, if it was pretty, you know, they, just like we read something in Gita where it doesn't, we read again the next day, just as if we hadn't read it. There's so many new things we find. Any Shastra, Bhagavatam, many times you pick it up a year later, you're not going to read that. So many new things you realize. Like that, they read over, but they just, by Krishna's covering potency, they wouldn't be able to just take that under, they get some other understanding. But after the Lord Chaitanya came, then it became very evident. Goodness, the Lord was here. So, so, Matthiriyal Thakur, Vikramanda Prabhu, was saying, Come, come, you Kali Yuga fallen souls, give up your duplicity and false pride. Now, without delay, take this priceless gift of pure ecstatic love of Gauranga Mahaprabhu. Loudly calls out Lord Nityananda Prabhu again and again. Still, in spite of such heart-rendering calls, those falsely puffed up and unfortunate persons do not accept. Why would anyone not affectionately and immediately embrace the opportunity to accept the priceless gift of pure and ecstatic love for God? Consider what I'm about to say, you will immediately understand. Nikiranda Prabhu speaking. In this material world, the fallen souls are busy creating their various theories, presenting their arguments, and performing different processes of yoga, all in pursuit of happiness. They renounce this material world and flee away into the forest for penances and austerity, simply in pursuit of happiness. Rulers of one country rage war against the rulers of another country. Why? In pursuit of happiness. People are running madly after beautiful women and wealth. Why? In pursuit of happiness. Artisans are producing their products. Scientists make their discoveries. Why? In pursuit of happiness. In pursuit of happiness, people give up happiness and learn to tolerate all kinds of misery. Jumping in the middle of the ocean, people drown and die, all in pursuit of happiness. The Lord Nityananda calls out, raising his two lotus hands, Come, fallen souls, giving up your attachment for your miserable fruits of work and mental speculation. Come now, since you are trying to get happiness. This is just what I will give you and exchange. For that happiness, I won't take anything. For this, there is no difficulty. It won't cost you anything. You don't have to suffer any pain without any care. Simply sing out the holy names of Gauranga and dance in ecstasy. This I will thus, I will give you a happiness in which you will never find an equal. Uninterrupted, pure, transcendental ecstasy, which never fails, fully satisfied. In this way, Lord Nityananda is freely giving out 
Krishna Prema. So, this says, Lord Chaitanya, Nityananda, give out the pure love for Krishna. Similarly, Navadvipdham, the dham of Lord Chaitanya, is also the mercy personified sacred service. Anyone who is a resident of Navadvipdham, most fortunate of all, because he can get, gain, ecstatic loving devotional service for Krishna, simply by residing here in Navadvipdham. Not only that, Bhaktivinoda Thakur explains what to speak about residing in Navadvipdham. Even in one visit, any visitors in Navadvipdham around here? For some time, that person becomes freed from all offenses. In fact, Prabhupada said, we go out preaching in the Western world. We have to see so many things. We have to speak with so many materialistic people. We have to be in constant contact with Maya. So this brings, covers our heart, puts dust on our consciousness, implicates us mentally, subtly in different offenses. By coming to Dhamma-Diddham, this is wiped away. Some total of all pious activities that one gets by making a pilgrimage to all of the holy places is received simply by remembering sacred Dham, sung in the Vedic hymns. If one is able to see Dham, then that fortunate soul receives the priceless gift of pure love for Krishna, birth after birth. Devotees who visit Dham without pure devotion, but rather desire various material fruits, and reward for their pilgrimage to Navadipdham are also blessed. So they'll never be forced to take birth as a human being again. The glories of Navadipdham are revealed in the Vedic literature. If one is so fortunate to wander about the sacred lands of Navadipdham, he achieves the pious results of millions of asamate sacrifices at his every step. By sitting in silent meditation, and the mantra given by the spiritual master in Navadipdham, one is delivered without delay because Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally takes the form of the meditator's mantra and delivers it. So concentrate on your Gayatri, those who are chanting, or the Harinam. Therefore, in any other holy place, what a yogi can achieve by performing various penances and austerities for a period of ten years can be achieved in Navadip by remaining for three nights. The liberation of Brahma Gyan, or realization of impersonal, absolute truth, is achieved by residing in any one of the various holy places of India. It's achieved simply by taking one's bath one time in the sacred Bhagirati Ganges River in Navadip Dham. In Navadip Dham, one may easily get any of the five kinds of liberation. Salogya, living in the same planet of the Lord, Sarupya, having a transcendental form similar to the Lord's, Sharsti, having opulence almost equal with the Lord's, Sarupya, living in direct transcendental association with the Lord, or Nirvana, merging into the existence of the Lord. Push the light on you. Even without being very knowledgeable, Krishna, in the transcendental science, it goes on to so many glories to know that it's done, be able to cover everything in one night. So let me just explain a little bit about the nine islands since we've gotten here. Explain the holy land of Gormandal has the shape and form of a hundred petal lotus flower. 
and meditating on the form of the lotus flower and its shape and the location of its various parts, one can know the relative position of the different parts of this transcendental abode of Gormandaguni, Navadvitam. In the center, corresponding to the corona, the round, raised flat crown situated in the center of a lotus flower. I don't know if you've seen lotus flower. In the center, there's a yellow, raised little platform. And around it, there's some small little flowers, and uh, around that, there's the big petals. This is explained that surrounding this crown, the corona, there's the corolla, little flowers. And around that corona, there's the uh, corolla. So, Navadri is the corona, that's five crochets, or ten miles in diameter. And the big 21 yojana, each yojana member is eight miles, 168 miles in circumference. We worked it, work it out. It's Almost, it's little less than 300 kilometers. About 56 miles, 80 kilometers if you go around them. That's how big the Gaurmangal Bhumi is. Just like we sang today. Gaurmangala Bhumi Jeva Jane Chintamani Tara Hoya Vraja Bhumi If you know that Gaurmangal Bhumi is Chintamani, it's a spiritual abode, then all your desires will be fulfilled. You'll know that, realize, it's not different from Vrindavan. So, in the Navati, in the Corona, we have the nine islands. I just, to make it easy, I numbered it. See there, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. In the middle, nine. So, number one is Srimantoti. That's where Jagannath Temple is. Number two is Gotrambi. That's where Bhaktivinoda Thakur's house, Suvarna Bihar, Harihar Kshetra is. Number three is Madhyadri. Also on that side of the Jalangi River, the Saraswati, that is where there's the Hamsa Bahan. I'm not sure where the Narshinga Tirupoli is in. I think it's in Bodrum, but it's near the border of Madhyadri. We never go much. We go through Madhyadri, but not as often as the others. Four is on the other side of the Ganges, where Navadip town is. That's called Koladri. We'll be going there in a couple of days. Five is Koladri. Ritubi. Again, all the other are on the side of the other side of the garden. Ritubi is uh, where uh, Chapahati, the gardens of the Champa trees, special temple of God. It's uh, where Lord Chaitanya went to school, Nityanagar. Day after tomorrow, we're going to be going to all the dweeps on that island. Kola Deep, Ritu Deep, Janu Deep. Then number seven is Madhudrum uh, Dweep. See, Godrum, just like Gokul, Golok. Go means cow. Drum means forest. And he went there all on the roadside, and there's so many trees and forests, and used to be many cows. That's where Surabi Kunjis. Sri Manta, Sri Manta means the chaste women. They put a part in the center of their hair. They put Sindur there. That's called the Srimanto. So that's where Parvati worshipped Lord Chaitanya and took the dust from his feet and put it on his lotus feet and put on her forehead. And her Srimanto part. And the Kola Dri Kola is the name for Braha. That's where when Braha was fighting with uh, Hiranyaksha after lifting the earth out and putting it back in orbit, he just put his foot on the earth and with the other foot gave a good kick to Hiranyaksha. 
The way his foot touched the earth, that's in Navadip Dam, Koladip, right there across the village. Like that each island name has some Chanu and Jojanu Muni, has some pastime there with the Ganges. Modudrum. Drum again means forest. Modudrum means it's a very a place of forest, a very thick forest there, even today. Lord Ram had pastimes there, many Lord Chaitanya pastimes. Vasudev Dutta, Saranga Thakur will be going there. That's number seven. On the other side, then Rudraji, place of Lord Shiva. Dream means island. It's partially on that side of the Ganges and partially on this side. This building here is in the last edge of Rudraji. Ten feet, three meters beyond the building. The beginning of Antardri, number nine. Where the Gurukul is, it's an extension with the birthplace of Lord Shiva, it's all Antardri. Up to uh, the Chankazi Samadhi. Rudradip is not different from Rasvila. Here, that's the island of friendship. Friendship is Rudradip. Dasya is Madhudramdi. And number nine is Atmani Nedinam. Full surrender. So, these are the nine islands of Navadip. Shantipur, where we're going tomorrow from Adavendra Puri's disappearance day, is known to be non different from Mathura. But it's a special bonus, special mercy that Lord Chaitanya said, I'll explain a little bit tomorrow morning, it's announcement time. Anyone who goes to Shantipur on that day and takes Krishna Prashadam at Advaita's ashram gets love for Govinda. So we're really fortunate, we're getting the whole service of they're giving the temple to our to us tomorrow. We're doing the puja iskan, all iskan devotees, iskan cooks. For the occasion, in Bhakti Chura Maharaj is going to cook some special preparations for the devotees and offer to Nityananda and Advaita. Those who go will be able to. It's 108 preparations used to be offered for the Lord through Mahaprasad distributed, and of course for the devotees. And Six thousand people will be given prasadam. So there's some different. Any questions up to now? Yes. How can anyone preach without the mercy of Krishna? Right? Maya is there everywhere. Certainly we're getting the mercy of Krishna when even when we're preaching. But that's why we also we're living in a temple that's also an extension of the Dham. Temples are also extensions of the Holy Dham in their own way. But gradually, over a period of time, our mentality, our perspective can start to become a little changed. Just like when you have your wheels aligned in your car, you're going along, but after some time they can go a little off, you have to just get them lined up again. If they weren't lined up, you wouldn't couldn't drive at all. Just, so there's start off. So we're preaching, we're going out, we're getting the mercy, no doubt. We're advancing. Still, little effect can be there from the association of so many materialistic people. That's why we have to go and see the deity in the temple. That's like a daily cleansing. We see so many horrible things. We come every day, we see Radha and Krishna, Nitai, Gaur, Jagannath, Subhadra, Baladev. This purifies our consciousness to see the deity. Otherwise, chanting Hare Krishna is enough. Why do we have temples? We need to see the deity. We need to see their beauty to purify our consciousness. Similarly, over a period of time, we can also get some little bit different perspective. A devotional service may have a little, a few little contaminations that may not have got purified by even all these arrangements. Still, might be some doubt or some unrefined 
aspect there, some little residual aparat hasn't got completely wiped out. So by coming to the dam, that gives a special mercy to get rid of all these kind of accumulated. If there are any, they also get destroyed. Is that clear? Other questions? In the back, can't hear anything. That's explained by Nityananda Prabhu and uh, to Lord to Jiva Goswami asked that question. That all right, as a holy dam, I see so many devotees, but I see also so many ordinary people, they're just doing all kind of materialistic things. What's their position? So Nityananda Prabhu explained, this is Prabhupada explained nectar of devotion, that someone who's given up their material enjoyment and come out of devotional service to live in the holy dam, they easily achieve the highest perfection. In other words, if someone's in the dam with Sambandha again, he knows, I'm a devotee of Krishna, I'm Krishna's servant, he's here, and his Lord Chaitanya's dam, he's serving in that consciousness. He gets the full spiritual, he's a real resident of the dam. And above the dam, Lord Nityananda, there's like a little thin material coating. And there are many materialistic people that they're living on top of that coating. They haven't really realized the, ne the nectar of the dam. They're somehow or another getting some benefit by Agatha Sukriti, but they're not fully the residents of the dam until they have understood themselves to be the servant and the servant of Krishna. This little difference is explained by Lord Nityananda. So you may see some materialistic, they're somehow or another fortunate. Of course, it's difficult to recognize which one knows he's a devotee of Krishna, who is feeling, uh, understanding his relationship in that way, or who is simply a materialistic person. We can tell more or less to some extent, but it's not always possible to immediately recognize, especially if one's visiting. That's why one is said to be careful about offending people living in the dam. Because sometimes a person might be all like a little materially entangled, but he has many sentiments for Lord Chaitanya, many uh, feelings and devotional aspirations, and although he's materially contaminated superficially, somehow he has some other relationship with the Lord, which uh, by being in the, by virtue of being in the Dham, will bring him back to Godhead in the future. So therefore we good not to avoid offending the Dhammasis as much as possible. That's one of the reasons why they stay for three nights. Especially in Vrindavan, it's more dangerous because there one gets uh, the effect of aparats. So normally, people come for three days and then go. It's usually for three days you can respect anyone. <laughs> After that, you may start to get familiar. But we go for seven days, but also there's a secret for that. If you come first to Mayapur, Navadivdam, then go to Vrindavan, that also gives you special protection. Because just like we chant first Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Adoita Gadana Sri Vasari Gaur Bhakta Vrindavan, then we chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. By Lord Chaitanya's mercy, then when we chant Hare Krishna, that chanting becomes offenseless chanting by Lord Chaitanya's mercy. Where is the state? It's stated Navadip Mahatyam. I can only define it for you. No, in future classes I can That's in the later chapters. Because uh, Jiva Goswami came here, and then Nityananda ordered him, go to Vrindavan. He said, this is, and so this is, now you come to Navadip, you got the blessings of now, now go to Vrindavan and stay there. And then Jiva Goswami went to Vrindavan. Chilo. You see, 500 years ago, there was all islands. In fact, 
We're afraid it may become again. I am the way the Ganges is coming. We have to somehow or another request the Ganges to stay where she is, maybe with some concrete invitations. <laughs> because uh, if you saw here in October and uh, September, everything was one big, it was no island, it was one solid wall of water. But uh, as the water rises, you'll start to see that uh, there are various uh, different uh, rivers, actually. Previously, you see, there were nine islands. And still, the paths of those uh, those rivers, the little tributaries of the Ganges, they're all mentioned in the Navadip Mahatyam. There's one, Akhandan, different Tamara, Akhandan Nadi, different... Just like we have now Chilangi, that's, but before there were so many rivers coming through here. The whole Ganges is split up, and there are actually nine distinct islands. But uh, some were separated by the Chilangi, some by the Saraswati, some by the Ganges, some by these other smaller ones that go in between. So still, you can see many of these uh, rivers. When we go on the Prikram at the Harihar Kshetra, you can see the, you can see the uh, pathway. When we go to Shantipur, you'll see the Ganges, where it is now, is about 10 kilometers from where it was when, uh, when Advaita was there. I mean, the Ganges can move a lot. So at that time, there were nine distinct islands, physical islands. But uh, especially in the rainy season, you can still see where everything starts to fill up with water, gradually. you can start to see where all the pathways were. There's a, a map, we don't have it right here, but there's a map that shows how it's all divided. And, Still, those uh, those basic uh, water paths are still now. It's just like like uh, some they call it thing like cow, like a canal or something. It's just like you know, uh, canal is man-made English. This is just like uh, like a canal, but it's not a canal. It's actually uh, used to be an old river. It's kind of closed off. It becomes a long swampy kind of bayou, <laughs> like the bayous, <laughs> like that. English words. Well, originally we all have some spiritual, personal relationship with the Lord, but uh, as far as the specific, until we reach that particular original rasa, original relationship, <coughs> and uh, I don't find that uh, there's a specific service necessarily that a person has. I mean, that may just develop naturally, a particular service. I don't find in the Shastra any reference like that. But but what you know, Tapper does say is that you do the service which you find, you know, which is kind of suitable to your nature, which comes a little easier. In other words, say a person's uh, working in the office, he knows how to do accounts, run a computer, doesn't mean he has to go out and, and uh, plow in the fields, you know, with the bulls or something. Maybe that's difficult for him, but maybe he's not. Another person may be very easy. So a person can do a particular service for the Sankirtan, a person can do the service that uh, that comes um, more naturally to them. But of course, as one advances, they find that they can do more and more, they become more versatile, they can do more and more different kinds of services, and uh, it doesn't affect them adversely. But in the beginning, you see, suddenly if you just, like some college students sometimes here, we have them sweeping the floor, that is a whole, you know, we do that because it's good for them, but you know, it takes a lot of preaching, and they find it difficult, and they have to reassure them, we're not going to send you out in the fields or something. They don't want to adapt. It's difficult for them to adapt. There's also, I can't just find it right now. I don't know where to look. But there's a, there's a common question that, well, we can't all live in the Holy Dham all the time with Mayapur Vrindavan. So then, 
how do we get that mercy? So there is also a ver- there's also a reference in actually of devotion where Prabhupada Rupa Goswami states that uh, we can't physically reside in the dam. We should spiritually reside always by remembrance. In other words, we should feel this is my eternal home. This is actually my uh, this is our home. This is our real eternal home. Hello, Vrindavan. There are representatives here. Manifestations in this world, my airport, Vrindavan. This is our real residence. We may be, we're actually citizens of the spiritual world. We're just here in the material world for one purpose to serve Krishna, to preach to the fallen souls. We may be in Germany, we may be in Italy, we may be in uh, Peru or Ecuador or Argentina or Russia or America, Canada, or Australia, or anywhere. We are not permanent residents of all those places. We are eternal spirit souls. We are not the body. One birth we are born in one country, next birth in another country. We are there. So for this birth we have some relation, we have some knowledge of that country, of that language. So we utilize the best use of the bad bargain. Whatever we, Wherever we are, we preach Krishna consciousness. But we feel, we realize our real home is the spiritual world. And since the spiritual world manifests in this world, in the sacred places, Sindhavan, Mathura, Mayapur, therefore these are our homes, our real eternal homes. Hare Krishna. Puri is uh, considered to be manifestation of Dwarka with some special flavor. It's like Krishna going from Dwarka to uh, Kurukshetra. Like Jagannath leaving from Jagannath Puri Temple to Gundicha. Many correlations. Worshipping Krishna and Jagannath Puri is in the mood of worshipping Krishna and Dwaraka. But Krishna and Dwaraka, there's some special pastimes where Krishna feels separation from the residents of Vrindavan. He hears from Uddhava comes and tells of the residents of Vrindavan, they're always talking about you, they're feeling such separation. And then Krishna is feeling, oh, Vrindavan, my devotees there. And he feels separation from his devotees. So, Jagannath Puri is in that mood. Krishna and Dwarka are feeling separation from his devotees in Vrindavan. That, um, other one is, um, here it is. In the realm of, transcendental realm of Bhacha, this is by Rupa Goswami, Bhacha Dham, one should serve the Supreme Lord Sri Krishna with a feeling similar to that of his associates, and one should place himself under the guidance of a particular associate of Krishna and should follow in his footsteps. This method is applicable both in the stage of sadhana, spiritual practice is executed while in the stage of bondage, and in the stage of sadhya, God-realization, when one is a siddha purusha, or a perfectly spiritual, perfect soul. So then Prabhupada says the Bhakti Siddhanta comments on the verse, one who has not yet developed interest in Krishna consciousness should give up all material motives and train his mind by following the progressive, regular principles, namely chanting and remembering Krishna, and his name, form, quality, pastimes, and so forth. In this way, after developing a taste for such things, one should try to live in Vrindavan and pass his time constantly remembering Krishna's name, fame, pastimes, and qualities under the direction and protection of an expert devotee. This is the sum and substance of all instruction regarding the cultivation of devotional service. In other words, this is when we're in sadhana state, we're still attached, as we know, in the sadhana state. So we serve our spiritual master. He's an expert devotee. Or his representative. We live in the Holy Dham and we serve the spiritual master in the Holy Dham. We serve under the guidance of some expert devotee. When we become more and more advanced and we become siddha, we become perfected, then 
we can realize uh, our eternal relationship. So then we'll serve, we are introduced into serving another eternally liberated soul and a spiritual when they have no more material attention. So right now we don't have to worry about that. We can serve expert devotees, serve our spiritual masters, serve in the Dham, in this way, under the guidance of some devotee, we serve and we advance. Just like, you see, the example I give, what I realize, is like, Mayapur Vrindavan, these are eternal Dhams. So, Krishna appears, Lord Chaitanya appears, this way, it's already under the spiritual potency. But sometimes, uh, Maya tries to come and cover it up. Like that Prabhupada says to all his chant Hare Krishna, that, so therefore like Prabhupada said, you chant 24-hour kirtan versus Mayapur. Keep always the chanting going. Both for purifying all the whole world, all the Krishna conscious preachers by chanting here all the time, and the Holy Dham, this will benefit all the preachers everywhere. Also this keeps any influence of Maya that's trying to, try to move in on the Dham, it keeps it out very, already this is already the, the dam, you see. But Maya may be trying to like send the fog over a little bit. But it's already the spiritual world. So it's already above the water. It's like an island in the ocean of Maya. It's above the water level. Sometimes there might be a little flood of Maya, you see, trying to come in. Some illusions, but you see, that's not its natural position. Where in the say the rest of the material world is totally flooded with Maya. But somewhere, just like in Holland or something, it's below the sea level, but somehow they put dikes and everything, they pump out the water, and then, you see, for so they, they can use that. So they always have to keep the pumps going. So like that, in the, in the, in the, in the any part of the world, you establish Krishna there. So that's also where Krishna is, that's, it's not, that's also down. But it's in a, surrounded by, you see, the whole material world. So you have to constantly be chanting and, and worshipping and avoiding offenses and everything. To keep that spiritual atmosphere there. Just like by you're building like a dike and this way by pumping out the illusion from that place you're keeping the effect of the dam. To whatever extent. It depends on how purely you serve Krishna. Navadip is already the dam. Vrindavan is already the dam. If we serve Krishna purely then we can realize it. If we don't serve, we won't realize it. You see, so New York City is not the dam. But if we establish Aragovind the temple, we worship, we do Sankirtan, we do Harinam, we serve, we do put everything, then the Lord is pleased, He's present there with, with His eternal concept, Radharani, or Chaitanya. By their mercy, that spiritual uh, atmosphere is uh, kept. We've dedicated a certain area, and this way it becomes uh, also under the internal potency. What does the Dham mean? It's under the eternal potency. This is eternal Dham, eternal sacred. This is eternal thousands of years ago. When uh, Lord Nishingadev came, he also visited Navadipta. When Lord Ram was here, he came. Just like that, you go in Vrindavan and you find so many places where all the different avatars they would visit Vrindavan, Rajadam. It is eternally a holy time. It's not that just this Kali Yuga because Lord Chaitanya came, now it's holy. No, 10,000 years ago, even before Lord Chaitanya came, this is also under the internal energy. Maybe 55th Street, maybe you see Soho Street in London, before the Radha. London Ishwar Temple was established there, there wasn't a holy dam. But because now the deities are there, the worship there, Prabhupada was, so that becomes sanctified. By the devotees' desire, by their worship. That's how I realized. Anyway, then. That it was situated. It's an expert devotee, one should serve under an expert devotee. 
No, I said there's two stages. Sadhana and sadhana. Sadhana means you reach sadhana means you're practicing, and sadhana means you've achieved. So I said for both, whether you're sadhak or sadhana, whether you're practicing sadhana or whether you've already achieved perfection, for those who've already achieved perfection, they're worshipping under directly under some eternal associate of Vrindavan. And for sadhana, those who are doing practicing, they're worship, worship, serving under some expert devotion. Did what did they say that? No, I think you get no reasons. Hearing things they didn't say. Under the direction and protection of an expert devotee. Only thing it said here is that in the stage of sadhana, God realization, when one is a siddha purusha, or a perfect spiritual, perfect, excuse me, or a spiritually perfect soul. This method is applicable both in the stages sadhana, spiritual practices executed while in the stage of bondage, and in the stage of sadhana, God realization when one is a siddha purusha or a perfect a spiritually perfect soul. Now by that's the by chanting Hare Krishna, by coming to the down, there are people come here. Two sometimes people come, they don't come to the Dham or they just start chanting Hare Krishna, they have so many material desires. But by chanting and chanting, after some time, they gradually lose their taste for the material desire. They start getting more attracted to Krishna. So then, at one point, like Lord Rupa Goswami said, First you become attracted to Krishna, attached to Krishna. Then, what is the tenth? Then you introduce the rules and regulations and becoming detached from sense gratification. The tenth offense of the holy name is being inattentive while chanting, hearing so many glories of the holy name and still maintaining attachment. In other words, when one actually comes to the point where they're starting to feel some attraction for Krishna, feeling some great faith in Krishna consciousness, and still they're holding on to their sense gratification. That's enough in the beginning, no one knows anything, they're just coming, they're chanting, they're having sense gratification. Gradually with association, they start to advance, they start to realize I'm not the body, I'm a pure spirit soul, I'm Krishna's eternal servant. And this way, when they finally come to the, they realize that this is the goal of life, I should be a devotee of Krishna, I should have love for Godhead. And they, when they come to the point when they, they realize all these things, and they actually can understand that uh, they can start to taste some of the mercy of Krishna, but still, they, they were clinging on to that sense gratification, when they should already give it up at that point. In the beginning, they say, give up everything. Then they say, like, how they can do it? It will be artificial if they give up too early. And again, they'll fall down. When a person is ripe, they should actually give up. When he's at, developed some mature realizations about Krishna consciousness, some developed faith, and still he's not giving up, that's the sense so preachers have to be experts to see how a person is advancing, when is the proper time for them to renounce. Sometimes we see somebody get someone to shave off real quick, move in the temple, then they, they can't stay. It's like they weren't ready to take so much change of culture, change of environment. So you have to see when a person is actually developed to that stage of advancement that they can develop their faith in Krishna. No, all times. He can appear to you now. Even today, Lord Chaitanya's pastimes are going on. Sometimes Bhakti Gino Thakur will be disturbed by the sound of Kirtan coming from all the Kirtan is still going on in Srila Sangam, but we have to have the eyes to see it. Aprakat Leela Aprakat. Aprakat means manifested, and Aprakat is unmanifested. 
everyone could see, whether you were devoting or everyone could see that was not a prakat, aprakat, unmanifested. Like now, we can't see. We're here, but we cannot, maybe we cannot see, but maybe someone's fortunate, they can also see. You can't see, but you can feel the presence of Lord Chaitanya Vasudeva. One has that level of devotion, they can realize Lord Chaitanya's presence. Serving the Dham is also another way of being in the Dham. Some devotees are there, they're serving the Dham, so they also get the benefit. Dham Seva. Nam Seva. See, in the Puranas, Lord Shiva mentions to Parvati, Aradhanadam Sarvesham, Vishnu Aradhanam Param. All the different worships. Worship of Vishnu is the supreme. Asmat Pratanam Devi. But, my dear, beautiful goddess, there's one exception. Pratyanam. Worshipping those connected with the Lord, his devotees, his name, the Dham, Todiya, Tatiya, those who are connected with the Lord. It's more benefit. Krishna is more pleased when you worship his devotee than when you worship him, when you respect his holy Dham. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.